at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. 8.22, we are moving on to a, um, a science story, and I suppose it comes out so appropriately out of our last story as well. Nevertheless, we there's a new way of looking at the human evolution. And essentially, if you think about how human evolution is graphically demonstrated to us, it's often graphically demonstrated in a linear manner. So we'll have the Neanderthal, and then on the right-hand side, we'll have the human. Now, apparently, this is not necessarily the way it may have worked, and that there's a whole complex process of hybridization between Neanderthals and ancient humans. How does it work? Well, Professor Becky Ackerman of the University of Cape Town is on the line, and she's a biological anthropologist in the Human Evolution Research Institute. Prof, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So when we think about human evolution, we talk about that um, that graphic linear approach, which I, I was describing. What are you looking at? Is this like, um, I want to say an ecosystem, but that's not right, maybe like a spider web? What is the image of how it might have worked differently? Yeah, I want to, first of all, I want to say I'm so grateful to follow that, um, your previous interview, and I, I really want to recruit him into paleoanthropology. <laughs> Yay! I hope his parents are listening. I hope there are many others speak. out there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, um, so when we think about evolution nowadays, you're right, the, you know, the old view of evolution was, and it's the one that's out there in the media, right, where you have like something that looks kind of like an ape, and then it leads to something that's a little more human-like and a little more human-like, and then eventually it, it ends up with us in kind of a, a line or a linear fashion. And we now know from all sorts of lines of evidence, from ancient DNA, from um, what, what fossils look like, that what really happened, particularly in the last um, million years, half a million to million years, is something more like a braided stream or a network, right, where you have diversification among different species, but you also have them um, coming back together and sharing genes. And so when you look at people on the planet today, um, we have small components of genes from other groups like Neanderthals or the Denisovans and or some other ancient lineages that we don't really even fully understand what they are. So we're, we're a bit of a... Of a um, a mishmash, if you will, of all those things. You say it could be almost like a braided stream, and when I think of braiding, I think of DNA. Is it is it possibly similar to that, or is it is it more, um, as you say, like a network potentially, like a spider web, where they come back to each other and then move on, but then come back to each other again? Yeah, um, I mean, I think a spider web is good too, or a network. The reason I tend to lean towards a stream or, or a river is because, you know, when you have a braided stream, it's, there's a, an earlier part, there's a later part, it's moving, right? And then it also has components that enter, it has components that leave it forever. So if we think about our past, you know, there are some groups, there are some um, aspects of our genetic diversity that, um, that disappear, Right? Yeah. But there are other aspects that are shared among groups. And this is a very, you know, it's not the way we're taught about evolution in school. We tend to be taught that species are these really distinct things and that they don't interbreed with each other. But we know that's not true when we look at other organisms and when we you know, plant animals and all sorts of things. We know that they can exchange genes across these species boundaries and that sometimes that actually is beneficial. 
I mean, when you say that... <laughs> I, I know, I'm, your mind blows, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, you see, now I'm starting to think, is it possible then, for example, that there could have been interbreeding between Neanderthals, ancient humans, and monkeys again after they had shifted to ancient humans? Right. So not monkeys, because monkeys are, um, you know, we diverged, the apes diverged from monkeys about 25 million years ago. So a little less than that. So that's really too deep in time. But when you have species that have only been separate for tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, or even in some cases, millions of years, a couple million years, you can have this gene exchange between them. And I think what's important, and we have, so humans, Neanderthals, we have interbred. And so what that gives us is what's so interesting. It's given us aspects of diversity. So for example, humans interbreeding with Neanderthals gave us genes that allowed us to go to different parts of the world and encounter different kinds of environments, different kinds of parasites, different kinds of, you know, with with denisotins, for example, um, we acquired genes for being able to live at high altitudes. And so in a sense, this, um, this, this admixture between these groups has made us more variable and it's made us more adaptable and more capable of um, living in lots of different places in the world today. And without it, we would have been more restricted. Okay, so that's one of the advantages that um, this has allowed. What else has this allowed? I mean, why is this important for us to know? To know that, that we've been in a breeding. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so there are lots. I mean, there's a lot of advantages that we've learned about from genetics. There are some disadvantages, too. So, for example, um, from Neanderthals, we've acquired some genes that are related to contemporary diseases that may, have, may not have been problematic in the past but are in the context that we live in now. So it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, but I think it's important at the broader scale to understand that humans and our our relatives, you know, uh, humans of different kinds, I should say, for a very, very long time, we've been coming together, we've been mixing, we've been exchanging, we've been exchanging culture, we've been exchanging genes, we've been migrating. And that's, that's kind of who we are. You know, we are people who share and who Mm. come together in these spaces for, again, tens of thousands, millions, probably of years. And so that kind of understanding of us is really important for breaking down the boundaries. Those boundaries didn't exist and they haven't existed for a long time. And so the boundaries that we tend to put around each other, even in society today, um, they don't exist. We have a deep past of, of mixing and moving and migrating and again, coming together. I think that's just from a, a perspective of thinking about ourselves and our diversity today, today is really an important message. So if we think about our diversity today and we think about this idea of a braided stream, if you want to call it that, a network and a braided stream, that was what happened in the past. What might we see happen in the future? Oh, we always, I always get asked about future, human evolution. Um, yeah, listen, I mean, we're still that kind of species, right? In, in the modern-day context, we're even more uh, hominins that, or humans that move around and, and mix and match. We don't have any um, living cousins, if you will, who are close enough to us that we would interbreed with them anymore, right? So you're not going to have cross-species 
admixture happening like it did in the past. Um, so that's kind of off the table. But all of those same processes of moving and migrating and everything still exist today. And in the future, that'll end up, you know, creating and reshaping human diversity that we have um, even more and more and more, right? Because now we get on planes, we move to different countries, and, and that movement is just part of who we are. I love it. Professor Becky Ackerman, biological anthropologist at UCT's Human Evolution Research Institute. Thanks so much for joining us. Where Thank we you. come from and where we go. It's absolutely brilliant. Hey, if your name is Dudu and you hail from Barclay East, then this is your song.